guys, it's Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take an extra few seconds, rate, comment, all greatly appreciated. So, yes, we are finally talking about a and a mcu movie <laughs> new movie oh my gosh it feels like it's been so long i can't even contain my excitement but i'm gonna have to contain it for a few seconds longer because i gotta get some mornings in here <laughs> so as i always say this is a solo host show so therefore i am pretty much keeping myself accountable so there's a chance that we can hop all over the place or we're not going to necessarily go in a linear line so if that's not your type of a podcast then i would suggest stopping and checking out a different podcast i am not a comic book expert i know if you look through all my available episodes then you're like but you talk about so many comic book movies but like yeah that's because I love to watch the movies and I can count on one hand how many comic books I've actually read so if you are someone who is a comic book fan and you have all that comic book knowledge I'm happy for you but that is just not me so there's a chance that I'm not going to know something or I'm going to say something that's wrong or that's not in the comics but you know, again, that's because, let's say it together, I am not the comic book expert. <laughs> so I would appreciate Grace in that department. And if there's anything that I get wrong, I love good conversation. Just let me know, but let's keep it respectful. Uh, there are going to be spoilers. Like, I do not understand the amount of people who listen to something that is a TV show or a movie, and not expect spoilers, a TV show or, mov or movie based on like actual source material, like, uh, let me see, a book, and expect there not to be any spoilers. Like, you guys, I literally have it in my podcast description that I literally spoil everything. <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't want spoilers for anything related to the MCU, like as in you have not watched every movie leading up to Black Widow, which I honestly don't think that you needed to because like of where this is based or like the point in time where this movie is based, you don't need to, like you don't need to have, uh, I was gonna have, oh my gosh, why am I getting tongue tied? I was gonna say have watched like Endgame and Infinity War, like you don't need to have seen those movies because this happens right before that. But again, we're going to spoil it. There's a high po possibility. So that was a little longer than a few seconds, but those are all my warnings. And I'm also just putting an extra warning in there for anything that I may have forgotten to give a warning for. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. Let's get into it. So <laughs> we are discussing Black Widow. I am so excited to discuss Black Widow because I would be, I think it would be even more exciting if I was like, this is the first movie that I've seen uh, in the past year since like every, the world shut down, but actually it's not, it's the second movie. The first one was A Quiet Place 2, which I did not discuss just because like, 
at the time I was like, oh, I don't think I really want to like do a whole episode on it. And I was expecting Black Widow to be my first movie back in the theater. So that was kind of like a one-off, but here we are. So <laughs> it was my second movie back in the theater. I just saw like the regular smegular standard digital format. I didn't see it in IMAX or anything like that. I wanted to see it in IMAX. You guys, if you've listened to my old, like any move or any discussion that I've done on a movie that's like action based or anything like that, I usually like to see it in IMAX because I just like love it. And I feel like it's a totally different experience. <sighs> but, and you guys know this past year and a half for everything that's been released digitally, I have had complaints about the sound and it being not up to par and just like, I've had so many complaints. So if you want to know, just go listen to something that I released in the last year and a half. But I was excited to go back to the movies to see. I was excited to see this in the theater. As we know, this was released on simultaneously in the theater and on Disney Plus. So you could see it on Disney Plus for, I believe, 30, 30 days premiere access. And if you don't have Disney Plus or you've never done premiere access through Disney Plus. I have done it. I have Disney Plus, duh. But I've also done it. I did it with Mulan. And I was like, I'm not doing it for this. If you go back and listen to my discussion on Mulan, then you know that I had a lot. Mulan was like the first movie, I think, in the past year and a half that was released that I was like, okay, I'm actually going to watch it and see what happens. And I had so many complaints about the sound, but since then, like I've other movies that have been released on Disney plus, and it's not just Disney plus, but Disney plus seems to be the, the worst of them. The, the sound just has not been up to par, at least for what I need the sound to be. And so I was like, no, we're seeing this in the theater. One, we're seeing this in the theater because as Marvel, but we're also seeing it in the theater because like that is a that is the viewing experience that you need for like the first viewing. <sighs> Can you guys tell that I was so excited to go back to the theater? So I went to see it in theater. I actually was supposed to go opening weekend, but then life happened. And so I actually could not go opening weekend and I had to push it out a week. So I went the following week. I went on, actually, I went during the week. Was that during the week? Oh my gosh, I cannot remember. FYI, just for like some transparency, it's been a couple of weeks. I, I mean, it's the end of July. So like, it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen this <laughs> movie. If you listen to um, my Loki discussion, then you know some personal life happened. And so I kind of put things on pause, which is why Loki and Black Widow is dropping at the same time. But anyway. So before I get into my theater experience, because I'm so excited to talk about theater experience again, let's talk about some numbers because you know that's my favorite part. So Black Widow opened July 9th, domestically grossed 80, about 80 million. Total domestic gross to date is about 156 million. And then internationally, it's about 160 million. And then total worldwide is about a little over, or not even a little, yeah, a little over 316 million. I was trying to find, because um, it's been a hot minute, but I was trying to find 
the budget for this, but it's not showing up in Box Office Mojo, which if you didn't know, that's what I used to find all of the numbers for, uh, for all the movies that I discuss. So anyway, so if you, can, if you were to compare it to other movies and MCU releases, I mean, it's clearly on the lower side and I'm just gonna contribute that to like the times that we're in. I have a feeling how if we were in different times, it'd probably be on par with like an Ant-Man or I'm trying to think, I wouldn't say Spider-Man. I feel like Spider-Man and Captain America are like up there. Maybe like a Thor, like a, even a Thor, it would probably be on, on par with that. As far as cinema score, it has an A minus, which means it has pretty decent word of mouth and uh, reception. So yeah, those are those parts. <laughs> Let's talk about theater experience. So I went during the week, I went on a Tuesday, I went with my sister and we went to an evening show, which if you've listened for a while, then you know, like I love to go to a matinee. I like to just go early when people are not there or like people are there, but it's not like a hundred thousand people. And I can enjoy the movie and not really have to worry about distractions like on the weekends or during the evenings. Because of COVID, of course, the theater capacity is limited anyway, so the capacity is about half of what it could be um, if this was like normal times. <laughs> and so, uh, as so, with that being said, for lower capacity at the theater that we went to, then I would say that it was probably for the most part mostly full. And again, I saw this like a week after the movie um, released. So it was still a pretty full movie theater. Wasn't a lot of like reaction, verbal reaction. I don't know if that's because people have just been used to watching, but I would think if people were used to watching things at home, then they might be like more vocal. Cause I find that I'm a little more vocal now with things, having been at home and like doing things on your own and you're like, used to doing it and then you're out in public and you're doing it, but you don't really realize it. But no, it wasn't really a lot of like verbal um, cues or people saying anything as far as like reacting to the movie at the end. Cause you know, it was Marvel. So you stay for like the um, post credit scene. About half the people left, half, half the people stayed, which I think is on par with what would what usually happen with these movies. So um, we were next to like a couple in their young child, which was a little irritating because I felt like the child for the most part was well behaved. It was more so the parents with like their phone and then talking to each other. So that was a little irritating. I was like, oh yay, welcome back to the theater where people don't know how to watch a movie in the theater or like turn your phone off for two hours. It's not that hard. So. <laughs> So we had that, um, which is like my first ex movie, ex my first movie experience, my first experience back in the theater with A Quiet Place 2 was completely different. Like it was 
like social media level different where I was surprised no one filmed it and posted it on social media because so many things happened where I was like, where I was like, oh, I'm not gonna talk about a Quiet Place because I, I just really didn't want to. But I almost did just to talk about that theater experience because it was so bizarre. Like I have not been in that type of experience in a while, but it is what it is. So let's talk about Black Widow. So Black Widow, as far as timeline, this is post Civil War. So post the, um, everything that happened in Civil War. And then we have like the courts and all that going on. And so, <sighs> Scar, um, so what's her name is Scarlet. The actress name is Scarlet, my gosh. <laughs> Natasha is uh, pretty much on the run. That's kind of where we open up. She's on the run from the government because you know, they're still, they're at least they're essentially going against the law and so she decides to go back or to go into hiding but then she gets tied up or pulled into some old family business and so uh because before we open up to where natasha is at that point we like open up with like this whole scene with these two young girls and their parents and like we're like duh one is one is natasha Oh, she has a sister. And then as I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait, she has a sister? Has she ever talked about having a sister? Or like what happened to that sister or whatever? So like being able to have this movie, cause like the great thing about having this Black Widow movie at this moment in the like universe of the MCU, the universe of the MCU, I don't even know if that makes sense, but having it come at this point where like Natasha is not a new character. She's essentially been in everyone's movies for the most part. And she's been like one of those characters where it's like everyone has had their own standalone. She hasn't. I know fans have been, a lot of fans have been vocal about um, Black Widow getting, getting her own standalone movie. Scarlett Johansson has been vocal about um, Black Widow getting her own movie. And we've got little glimpses into her past in the other movies that she's been in, but we've never really like dug into her life or gotten really personal with Natasha. She's always, while she's been a well-rounded, um, multi-dimensional character, she's still like, you know where you have those people where you like, you can even say you have people like this in your family where you're like, oh, you know them and like, you're, you know them because, like, they're your family, but you don't, like, know them, know them. Or, like, y'all don't hang out like that. Like, it will more so be with someone who's, like, your cousin on your dad's side, but it's your your dad's niece, cousin. I don't know. I'm trying to make it make, it make sense. But, like, y'all know what I'm talking about, where it's, like, you know that person, but you don't know them, know them. <clears throat> like, you know all these surface things about them but once you are like oh let's get below the surface like you have zero clue so that was kind of like how at least I feel like we felt as a viewer in this universe not talking about the comics at all just speaking to what we've seen or how we've seen uh, Natasha on screen that's kind of how you go into this feeling so it was great to be able to 
not even like be like, which was what I was worried about. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, are we like gonna go back, back, back in time and like kind of do like an origin story for her? But no, I think the way that they handled it as far as like giving that, in, that peek into her as a kid and then them going on the run and like finding out that they were actually Russian spies and they weren't even a real family. And they were able to tell that story with a short, in a short amount of time without like dragging it all out and then being like, oh, now she's older and this is what happened. It was like, no, this is kind of like to set you up with all these people who we're about to introduce you to. Like, this is how they relate to her in the past. And now she, now, now she's about to get essentially looped back in with them in the present. So I think they did a good job of doing that. Um, and then seeing them where they are now and kind of being like, cause when you have all these, all these different movies, cause there are so many movies in MCU that have already come out and I've talked about it. Cause you guys know before, uh, Endgame or was it Infinity War before one of those, I literally went back and watched all of the movies leading up to and I told you guys it was very exhausting and I probably would never do it again but <laughs> I was like I don't hold me to it but like whatever um but it's a lot it's a lot of freaking movies and a lot of times when you when we like leave one movie and then the next movie comes out time has passed and sometimes I don't know if you guys think this but I'm like oh I wonder what happened like in this time that we didn't see so when you had Civil War, and then you had all the movies that came between Civil War and Infinity War, but still by the time you get to Infinity War, there's still kind of like this division that's noticeable. So it's like, what was everybody doing in this time in between? And so just to see like, oh, this is what she was doing. <laughs> I don't know. I found it interesting, <laughs> clearly, because I spent time trying to explain that, but anyway so it was it was fun getting introduced to Natasha's family in air quotes we had Yelena played by Florence Pugh um we had Alexi played by David Harbour and we had Melina played by Rachel Weisz so sister father mother uh what's the word I was about to say in tandem but that's not in retrospect, no, not in retrospect. Oh my gosh, respectively. Oh. <laughs> respectively. Uh, yeah, so we have all of them and just to see how they are now. I think the, that it made for like a fun dynamic because Natasha is such a serious character and we've seen her in so many different situations. It was interesting to see her in kind of like a family dynamic First with her, like, meet up with her sister, who's not really her sister, but her sister. And then um, connecting with their father. When I say it like that, it means I'm doing air quotes with, and you can't see me. And then eventually them all getting back with her mother and then like seeing the whole dynamic with that table and how they all kind of revert back into who they were or their roles when they were um, undercover, I guess, <laughs> as kids. It was fun to see. I honestly was not expecting, 
uh, Yelena to be like comedic, but I thought she had some comedic moments like making fun of Natasha and how she drops down <laughs> when she gets ready to fight. I thought that that was funny. Um, and I thought her sense of humor, I don't know, maybe because it's kind of like, it's kind of like dry and not really like trying to be funny. So then it just is like, I don't know, maybe because I have dry humor too, which is probably why half of y'all are like, I don't know what she's talking about, but it's just me, just literally making my own stuff laugh. <laughs> so I found that um, funny as well. Um, I think the overall story, I don't know. I think it overall made sense. Um, we had the whole, kind of like got to dig into what was going on with the girls and how the girls were being turned and all that stuff. And as I was watching it, I was like, this kind of feels like human trafficking. <laughs> like just like essentially the women having no say in like where they go or what happens to them, someone taking control over their mind and their body and like forcing them to go places that they probably necessarily don't want to go. And I was just like, the entire time I'm like, this feels like human trafficking. This feels like human trafficking. And the girls are so young and like, I don't know. I think it's just wild. Cause, and also probably because I watched Americans and in America, in Americans, the TV show, I believe it was on FX um, and that the family was actually like a real family because even though the parents were sent to the U.S. as Russian spies and like forced to be together, they actually like eventually ended up like falling in love and like and having and starting a family. So like when you're like, oh, that's her family in the beginning and then you like find out no they don't even know they were these girls were snatched from their parents or taken from their parents and especially when we get towards the end again guys we're gonna jump all all around we're probably not even going to cover everything in this movie because there's just we'll be talking for forever so we're gonna do the highlight reel <laughs> but um when we find out like all this time Natasha thought like her mother gave her away, but like, no, she finds out that she was taken from her mother and her mother wanted her and was looking for her. And then her mother was killed by, uh, what's his name? Dracoff. Then I was like, Ugh, so horrible. And then, uh, his daughter to find out that one Natasha had blamed herself thinking she killed her and then Alina found out that she actually was the taskmaster taskmaster <laughs> taskmaster <laughs> oh I clearly cannot talk today taskmaster and had also was also being mind controlled by her father it was just like I don't know it made me feel some type of way watching it because I felt a little bit uncomfortable because it's just like this one tiny man is essentially controlling all of these women against their will and they essentially can't do anything about it. So I don't know. I was happy to see him taking down and then the girls uh, like <laughs> freed from, from bondage and captivity, mental and mental and physically, mentally and physically. <laughs> so yeah. So overall, I thought the story 
was very like, which I don't think is surprising, it was very current, um, played on current themes. I think it fit in, especially when you think about where Natasha is at that time, at that point in the timeline, uh, it makes sense for her to like step in and like be the hero and help these girls because we've seen her over the many movies just growing to be growing and becoming someone who we do consider a hero uh and also we knew because of the timeline she wasn't going to die so it was never like a moment of which i mean i don't know how many people watch like these movies and are like, oh, I'm scared they're gonna die. They usually don't unless it's in game, then they probably will. <laughs> but for the most part, oh my gosh, I told you guys, I cracked myself up. For the most part, they usually don't die. But yeah, and so we see them take down um, Drake Huff, Drake, Drake off. And free all of the widows and essentially uh, Scarlet. I don't know why I want to keep call saying Scarlet. Natasha hands herself back over to the U.S. and we all know what is coming up. This is essentially like, and it's kind of like one of those moments where you're like, no, you want to be like, no, don't go because we know what's going to happen. Uh, we know Natasha is going to die like in Endgame, not in this movie, but we know she's gonna die in Endgame. So it's kind of like, oh no, Natasha, don't go. We want you to still live. Oh my gosh, we want you to still live and still be here. So it's kind of like a bittersweet, solemn moment because you, we know as she's walking away from her family <laughs> that that's essentially the last time that they're going to see her. And so then when we jump to the um, post credit scene where we see Yelena at her, I was about to say casket. She definitely was not at her casket. When we see her at her tombstone, <laughs> it's kind of like super sad. But then it's also like, like to me, this is probably like the last time and I could be wrong, but I'm assuming this is probably the last time we'll see Natasha in anything. Um, so while it's bittersweet and sad to kind of like see that the Natasha Romanoff chapter close, it's kind of, ex I don't know, I found it a little bit exciting to see um, where we go with the widows because we see Valentina, <laughs> we see Valentina, Allegra, De Fontaine show up. And if you watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then you're already like, oh, wait a minute, there's a tie, which, you know, again, we're not the comic book experts, so we're not gonna talk about the comic books. We're only talking about the, the shows and the movies. So that is already a tie. And you're like, wait a minute what is going on with her character? Where else are we going to see her? How does this all tie in to what is coming up? Because you know, there always, there's always something coming up 
And if you know, don't spoil it for everyone. I would rather be surprised. But I don't know. It was exciting to be like, oh, well, first of all, what does she want with the widows? What would she do with the widows? Like based on everything that happens in or how the role she plays in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or kind of like where we last see her, is kind of like, what you up to, Valentino? What you up to? So I think it's, I'm excited to see like where they go and what happens with the widows and where we see them next in the MCU because you know now that we have Disney Plus it's like do we see them in a movie do we see them in a show like wh wh where where can we see them I don't know but yeah overall I enjoyed uh Black Widow I thought the fight scenes looked great I did think that um after Yelena called out Natasha for her posing then it the posing which was always noticeable but it became even more noticeable while watching this movie so then I was like ugh, a little irritated <laughs> but overall the fight scenes were good I honestly didn't have complaints I was just happy to be in a theater watching a new Marvel movie <laughs> overall ratings oh my gosh I haven't done this in a while for at least a movie that I saw in the theaters. <laughs> I would have to give this, I actually didn't think about this before, but I would give this like a solid B plus. Yeah, I would give it a solid B plus because I did find moments where like my mind wandered off or I was like, ah, ah, while watching it. So I did have a couple of those moments. So I would give this like a solid B+. Overall, it was enjoyable. I would watch it again. You guys know a lot of my rating is based on would I watch it again and did I enjoy it. I did enjoy it and I would for sure watch this again. And yeah, I want to know what you guys, I know this was like the cliff notes. I told you it's the highlight reel. So I know there's a lot we probably could have talked about that we left out. So that's why I want you guys to tell me what you enjoyed about Black Widow. How did you feel? Was it long awaited? Was it worth it? How did you watch it? Did you watch it in theater or did you watch it on Disney Plus? Let me know on all the social medias and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Binging on Instagram and at Current Binge on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.